Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. We've got another great show lined up for you. But first, let's give a great big thank you to our sponsors. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Thank you so much, and thanks to all of you for choosing to tune in today. We do have another great show lined up for you on a probably a very hot topic right now uh, around parenting. So I'd like to welcome Kaylee Fear. Yes. Welcome to the show. How did I do on the on your last name? You did wonderful. <laughs> so, you. for those of you listening, you you just want to know that uh, for the last three minutes, I've literally been practicing how to say Kaylee's last name because I'm looking at it, it has this German look to me. But what a great opportunity to bring up parenting and joy, right? Because it's just like learning, isn't it? Yes. And Thank we're always you, teaching. Yes. Oh, yes. So excited. So. Yes. I mentioned hot topic of the year is parenting because really, unlike any other year, don't you think parenting has taken on a completely new meaning this year? Yes. Yeah. I mean, with everything going on, you know, we have COVID, we've had, you know, a lot of tension in the news and global events. And yeah, I mean, I think parenting is tougher this year than it has been in a long time for sure. So we probably need to give you a little credibility that yes, you are a little bit of an expert uh, in this area. So let's give people an idea of your background and why you're here to talk about parenting today. Sure. Thanks. Um, and I just want to preface, there's definitely no expert in parenting. I cannot say that I... <laughs> well, darn, I thought we were going to have the million-dollar no, expert here. No, no expert <laughs> at all. It doesn't exist. Um, but no, so I, I do have two girls of my own. So first and foremost, I am a mom. Um, I've got my, my Lily and my Evie, and they're 10 and 5. Mm. Um, and so, and every day I'm still learning something new. And uh, yeah, it's it's a journey for sure. But how I, I'm a parent and family educator, and so I have a license in parent family education. Um, I started off my career as a as an elementary education um, at major. Uh, and then I, I subbed for a while. And I actually how I got into this, this avenue is I brought my oldest daughter to ECFE um, through Bemidji schools when she was just nine months old. And I fell in love with the program. Um, you know, you you go once a week and you meet other parents and you can let your kiddos play with each other. And it was just this wonderful, warm place. And there's always a parent educator and an early child childhood educator. Um, And you can just go and you can talk about the joys and the challenges of parenting and you feel validated and, you know, you realize you're not messing everything up and, you know, everybody else is in the same boat. And so um, I I started bringing her there as a parent and they found out I had a teaching degree. And so they grabbed me and right away to start subbing in there. Um, And then my parent educator convinced me to to actually follow through and become a parent educator. She said, I just think you have it and I think you would do really great. So I went back to school and I got my master's in parent and family ed and 
Um, and here I am, and I I have the best job in the world. I know I, I can tell that. you just light up when you start talking it. about this. Mm-hmm. Well, and those of you listening, you know, raise your hand if you've ever been impacted by ECFE or yeah. gone to one of the classes. I, I you actually just brought me back to a memory of when I had my daughter and everybody sitting around in this little room. And for whatever, I remember this beanbag in the corner with one mom with her baby and the rest of us. And half of the people were crying, half of them were like, we were all like, <laughs> and then comes the dirty diaper moment, yes. right? And then the, oh, I need a nurse moment. I mean, it was just, right? It was just yes. all of the above. And and I remember feeling a connection. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here, like, when we become a mom, we don't even know what we're in for at all. No. I mean, I think everybody thinks, oh, it's going to be this. Everybody has a vision mm-hmm. of what they think it's going to mm-hmm. be. I don't think I've met one person who it was what they really thought it was going to be because you just can't until you've gone through it. You just don't know. Right. But you can't know what you don't know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And there's no, you know, we always say there's no, there's no parenting manual, right? There's no instruction booklet. I mean, you're just kind of on your own and and you never know what temperament your child's going to have, who they're going to be, which impacts who you parent um, and how you were parented impacts how you parent more than you may even know. Um, And, you know, they always say it takes a village to raise a child. It's one of my very favorite quotes. And we've definitely lost our village over the years. You know, extended family don't typically live as close as Mm -hmm. they used to before. Um, You know, we're busy. Usually we have two-parent working households. And um, we don't have aunties and grandmas and cousins and, you know, to kind of nurture us in our parenting. And so we have to have support. I mean, that is just number one in our parenting journey is you have to have positive support systems. Right, because we've got people out there that feel alone yes. alone and yes. I know I'm using the word moms and I know we have dads mm-hmm. that are a part of the program too mm-hmm. so dads I'm not forgetting about you I was yes. just sharing my memory what it, what it looked like for me so let's give people a better idea of what you do what is a day-to-day in a day-to-day or maybe it's a week in the life of you look like because sure. I realize that each day might look a little different yes my schedule is all over the place which is one of the reasons I love it I, I need flexibility um but no so I, I do I teach at um, Bemidji schools ECFE and so I'm actually um, technically part time there. So I teach um, in a normal year, I teach about 10 to 11 classes a week there. Um, This year's a little different with COVID. But um, I also teach a class for parents and child protection services. Um, So parents who are just really working to reunify and just be the best parent they can be. Um, And then I've taught classes at Village of Hope Homeless Shelter. I've taught classes with Apple Blossom Village, um, Waldorf um, inspired philosophy. And I also am the coordinator for a local nonprofit, um, Bemidji Early Childhood Collaborative, which is just really exciting. We're about two years old and um, we just focus on everything early childhood. We support professionals who work um, in early childhood and we support parents and we just want to advocate, you know, those first five years, that's when all that development happens. There's so much going on in that brain and it's so important to just have a really rich experience in those first five years to impact the future years. Um, And you do that by supporting not only the children and providing experiences for the children, but supporting their parents and caregivers. So you mentioned that COVID has been different. Mm -hmm. What are the biggest things you're noticing for parents? Because we've got parents at home trying to educate. I mean, think about if you've got an uh, early child age, and now all of a sudden you're teaching from home for an older child way more complex than it was before. So I would love to know or get a feel for what are the types of things people are seeking you for right now? Sure. Um, Parents are stressed. I mean, the stress level is through the roof right now. Um, You know, and a large part of it is that we are so isolated. We're home 
all the time. You know, a lot, a lot of my parents that have the really little ones, um, you know, it's little things, but like their, their weekly rhythm and routine have now been thrown off, right? Maybe they used to go to the library every week. They can't do that anymore. Maybe they used to go and visit grandma. They can't do that anymore, you know? And so, um, all of their kind of what they knew is just different. Um, a lot of our families are not able to see grandparents or parents, and that is really really hard you know the little ones are why can't I see grandma and and the parents need that that support you know so that's been really challenging um not being able to see friends so really just that isolating a part of it um I think has probably been the most challenging um being home all the time and just finding things to do you know interesting enough like I I've never gotten asked so much as I have this year what can I do with my kids like give me activities give me things to keep them busy because we're just you know especially now that it's getting cold outside we can't go outside as easily anymore um so that's that's been tough but you know another thing is is those older kids at home it's it is that distant learning is a struggle you know um and I think bottom line right now is parents just need to give themselves grace. Um, we are doing the best we can with what we have. You know, this is our first pandemic. This is, we've never done this before in our generation. Um, and, and we're just doing the best we can. And really at the end of the day, what matters is that you just loved your little ones as much as you could, you know, um, and, and keeping things as normal as you possibly can right now. Um, another thing that, that's been really impactful to families is that, Maybe their life hasn't changed that much, right? I've had some parents where, um, you know, they're like, oh, we kind of stayed home anyway and we can still see grandma because we're all isolating and it's fine. But what's happening is they are holding in that stress from all the news, right? I mean, you know, there's there's COVID, there's racial relations, there's the election. I mean, there's politics. There's so much really heated stuff right now. I mean, 2020 is just crazy, right? And so all that stress, it really, our energy, it radiates off of us and it can affect our kids. And so... How do we find ways to take care of ourselves and really de-stress and just be able to find ways to enjoy our children? That's one of the things that I'm really glad you're bringing this up because that's what I see in a lot of my friends that have littles or are in that age category the amount of stress, it's like literally seeping out of them. And of course, we know sometimes when people are more stressed, they don't even know that they're stressed. Mm -hmm. But if you say that you're stressed, right, it's Mm -hmm. that that very careful conversation. What are some things that you would encourage people to do to help with that stress? Like what are things people can be doing? I know it's hard with some of the isolation and those type of things, but what are things that you're telling people to try and do right now? Right, yeah. And um you know, another word, if because I, I, I totally agree with you, Jeff. Some people are like, I'm not that stressed. Right. You know, um, <laughs> another word that's just been I've hearing more and more is anxiety. You know, mm-hmm. they maybe don't they, they might not feel stressed, but you might have more anxiety, just more worries, just more feeling on edge. Right. Just kind of that icky physical feeling that you have. Um, and I think, you know, definitely start small. Obviously, we'd all love to say like, oh, go and just have a spa day. Right. And right. just decompress. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> what rock right. are you under right now? <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't do that. Right. So it's really the little things. I think just um, really trying to recognize and and get in tune with your own body and your own mind is really important, you know. So, I mean, feel like are you, you know, when you scroll through Facebook or social media and you'll see those things where it's like, oh, you know, release the tension in your shoulders and take a deep breath and you don't even realize you're doing it. But doing those body checks throughout the day can be really handy. Like, am I tensing my shoulders? Can I just take some deep cleansing breaths? You know, breathing, deep breathing is amazing. Um, And you can do deep breathing with your kids. We do some fun ones where you, you know, smell hot cocoa. So you pretend to make some hot cocoa and then you smell it because it smells so good and then you blow on it because it's hot you know and so that's teaching the kids that deep breathing um 
Another thing is to move your body. You know, I mean, that is so huge. And so any, you know, go for walks as much as you don't want to, like, just do it, you know, get those kids in the stroller and just go for a walk, Um, do some stretching, Um, you know, move that body because that's going to be huge. Um, Another thing we always talk about is, you know, get off of social media and the internet and the news. Um, Give yourself a break when you need to, because it will just fill your mind with with terrible things and um you know so put it down like when you're feeling those icky feelings really moderate yourself put that phone down put that tablet down turn the news off um have a dance party you know like just just completely separate from it um and then we can't see people as much as as we need to um but make a phone call send a text out check in with people just any sort of interaction have a zoom call with somebody you know any sort of interaction you can have is just going to help release that stress um and actually so today in my ECFE classes this morning, um, I asked the question, what do you do for you? Not for your husband, not for your wife, not for your kids. What do you do for you? Um, and I think that's really important for parents too. What are you doing just for you that you love and you enjoy, that brings you joy? What are you doing? And find time to do that. As hard as it is, I know how hard it is, you know, but if you can carve out a moment of your day um, to just find something that brings you joy. And I love this because these are different times. You know, before you might have the sitter come over for a couple Mm -hmm. hours. There were different ways of navigating some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So part of it is, I think this is, we really have to be creative right now. We really have to say, okay, how can I create space for this? Or what can I do to do this? And I remember, you know, I was a mom, my family did not live close by. And I remember I, it was the longest time before I really quote, took a break. It was really difficult. And and yet when I did, I was like, oh, my gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. And really build it. I mean, I, even if you have to put it in your schedule, you know, and just say, OK, you know, um, if you know, if, if you have a, a partner or a spouse and they're home and I'm, you know, and I'm taking 30 minutes and I'm going to go sit in the bathroom by myself and, you know, or whatever yep. you need to do. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go drive around and look at Christmas lights, whatever you need to do to just take that time. Um you know, another thing, because I realize that not everybody can find time all by themselves. If you have multiple children, um, if you're a single parent, if you, I mean, it can be challenging. And that's where I encourage parents to find joy with your children, um, you know, and and just be. Don't, you know, it's it's hard to just be with your kids, but don't be thinking about the next thing you have to do. You know, try to just forget about the dishes, forget that you maybe have to plan dinner, just just be and that connection is amazing and it resets your kiddos it resets yourself if you're having behavior stuff anytime you can connect with your kids and feel that deep connection where they are receiving your undivided attention um, and you're doing something fun you know it's just it's powerful and it can be hard to get there but when you get there it's powerful and you know when you know you know know when you found that place and it's kind of like almost like a little magical kind of a moment I love that our weather has actually somewhat been nice in that like the downtown lights in Bemidji I realize if you yes. live somewhere else but the weather's been pretty consistent in northwestern Minnesota and so people have actually been able to get outside and do things I've seen kids playing out on the playground at night it's been beautiful and the lights are lit up I mean it just really is such a beautiful thing for the kids too it is and that's actually we, we've talked about that a lot in our parent groups and myself that's where we 
I've heard parents say they're able to find that just being time um, is, you know, there's something magical about being outside at night and with the lights around and it's different for kids. Kids don't play outside at night very often. And I know my own daughter, she's, like I said, she'll be six next week. Um, and we have, I don't know how many times we've been down to Paul and Babe, you know, just to play and we walk and we walk on the lake, which is amazing to walk on frozen water. And, you know, um, and, you know, Parks and Recreation, I just want to give them a shout out because they've had some really creative, fun things um, in this time. If you go on to their website and um, and I'm not affiliated with them at all, but I just really enjoy it as a parent. Um, they right now they have a reindeer hunt so you can find Rudolph's reindeer and you just walk. I mean, it just encourages you to go outside, you know, and you walk down Lake Boulevard and find the reindeer. And um, yeah, I mean, we walked all the way from Paul Bunyan to Diamond Point Park yesterday and it was we found birds nests and fun trees and just, yeah, just enjoying nature and Getting outside is, I should have included that with the movement too, is getting outside. Even if you step outside for five minutes, I mean, that it's very impactful to mental health. Well, so. and we have warm things. We, we can do. we can dress up and, and we, we can do. definitely make a difference with that. So you hit on a couple things that are very near and dear to my heart, um, which is you talked about some of the education you do at Village of Hope mm-hmm. and then also with parents that are trying to reunite with, with um, their children. I would love to know more about that and maybe like a positive story. I know obviously confidentiality is important, yeah. but oh my gosh, that has to just impact in such a big way. I just want to know more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I um, So I haven't been able to be a Village of Hope with COVID, um, but I have been involved with them for about, oh, I think about eight years. Um, and I started off with the PEACH program. It's physical and emotional awareness for children who are homeless. Um, and I started by doing programming with the kids. And I realized there was a really big disconnect, you know, so we'd maybe be talking about the importance of sleep for our bodies and how it helps our brains grow and we're smart. It helps our muscles be strong. And then um, I would have a child tell me that they were up until, you know, three o'clock in the morning at, at auntie's house. And I was like, oh, maybe we should be talking to the parents too about importance of sleep. And I think one thing that we might not all realize is that, you know, sometimes parents don't know things and it depends on how you were raised and what you were upbringing and what your models were. And so um, if you were raised in, you know, not a very stable household and maybe didn't have very good parenting models, the thought of having a consistent bedtime might not even be something you ever know, right? And so, um, you know, when you know better, you do better. And that's what it is. And and um, our parents, there's, you know, there's so much trauma um, in a lot of our families. And just a lot of, just a lot of, heart, you know, a lot of mental health issues, a lot of substance abuse issues. And every single parent I've ever met loves their children with all of their heart. They truly do. They don't ever want to cause harm to their children. They they want to be the best parent they can, but sometimes there's just things that impede them from doing that and, and they need help and that's okay. And so um, I think, you know, we just really are the the safe fit is what the class is called for parents and child protection. And we're able to do that virtually right now. Um, and it's, it's amazing. I mean, our parents work really hard. They work really, really hard. And, and they had some really, you know, bad things happen, some bad circumstances. Um, their kiddos are removed from the home for the safety, right? And But all of our parents are, they're doing everything they need to do to get them back, you know, and they want to be better and they want to provide the best life they can. And they just need resources. And that's the bottom line. And they need a positive support system, Um you know, and so it's it's really just building them up and empowering and finding your strengths. We all have strengths as parents um, and just kind of teaching some little things, even things like child development. You know, if you don't understand that maybe a two year old doesn't understand the word no all the time. Right. I mean, you can tell your two year old not to touch that tree as many times as you want, but that two year old is going to keep touching that tree because they just don't have the developmental ability to regulate yet. And so just 
telling parents that and then understanding and then giving them permission, you know, is is huge. So one of the things that as you're talking, like we said earlier, you know, kids don't come with a manual. You don't know what a parent, we, we just don't know. And I look at what do I mostly lean on? Well, it was how I was raised. Yes. And then there's the ECFE, which I did go to because I knew or I found out mm-hmm. about ECFE. But depending on how people were raised or what their experience is, what they really don't know, not only is there no manual, they really, they have nothing to go on mm-hmm. other than, well, this was my experience. And I love that, you know, I talk about stopping cycles, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, I love that you are able to come in and try to make that impact so that hopefully as we continue to learn and grow develop and develop together, then the next generation, right? It's like, yes. okay, here's my experience. Here's what we started learning. And then this is the experience I had growing up. And yes. it does make a difference. And none of us are perfect. No. By the way, if you're listening and you're in the perfect club for being a parent, um, you can just tune us off because you clearly don't need to listen. You can to find me and give me I, some I don't advice. think anybody turned off. So this is, I mean, I don't know about you, but like my kids are 18 and 22 now. Okay. So I look back and I reflect and it's like literally it's so easy to pinpoint the moments that didn't go well. It's so oh, easy yeah. to go to those moments that, you know, maybe if I talked this way instead of mm-hmm. this way, it could have gone differently. And yet it was all used for learning, right? There was always something. Then I had to stop and step back and go, my my goodness, look at all the moments that went great and look at all the fun memories and and all those things. So that's another thing. I think as parents, we do need to celebrate what we're doing right because, you know, it's so easy to beat ourselves up Mm -hmm. as parents. It's just so easy to get all over ourselves. It is. It's so, you know, and I mean, there's been days that I've gone to bed and I was like, that was a terrible parenting day. I was a terrible mom today, you know? And I mean, there's a lot of days where I feel like we go through our days and you never even really spend time with your kids, right? You're just going through the cycles and you're getting everything done and, and you're talking to them, but it's just kind of distance. And um, and those are the days that I feel the worst myself. So I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't connect today, right? Um, and, but... I always, I always say um, it's the 80-20 rule, right? So if 80% of the time you are doing your decent job, you're good to go. And 20% of the time you can make those mistakes because we are all human. And, and you know what? Like I said, end of the day, if your children are loved and they're nurtured, and um, I work closely with uh, Jessica Nimi. She's a mental health professional at Lake Country, and she's amazing. I've learned so much from her. Um, but she always says, you know, she says, we just need to have a consistent, nurturing adult in a child's life. That's what that's what we want to have. And so at the end of the day, if you were there for your kids and, you know, you fed them, you nurtured them, you loved them, they're going to be okay. And that's what we tell our parents, too, you know, is just – just be there, be present, be with your kids, love them up. Um, and, and yeah, and it'll, you know, there's all this other stuff that comes into it, but that's the bottom line is, is just creating that, that deep relationship with your children. Well, and I always say perfectionism is overrated. Exactly. It, it's just, it's just, <laughs> we could, we could have a whole talk exactly. just about perfectionism and what that's really about. Right. Yes. And, and I love that you're bringing this into the space about, um, that consistent nurturing person, because mm-hmm. for some kids, Sometimes it's not necessarily, quote, mom or dad. It may be an aunt, an uncle. Mm -hmm. It might be a grandma or grandpa. It could be even really good family friends. And I think that's really, really important for us to point out as well, because Mm -hmm. we obviously as parents try. But I always Mm -hmm. have this hope that for kids, I always pray for kids that maybe don't have Mm -hmm. that person that's right there that that they will have somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Like that they will find somebody because I just, or, you know, that somebody will be brought into their world because, I just love, I mean, I just, I want every child to have 
the best possible chance, right? And that, yeah. like you said, that first five to seven mm-hmm. years is so critical for it's kids huge. and their brain development and just everything in that. Yeah. What else are you noticing right now? Like as people are calling you or they're reaching out, um, what haven't we talked about that you feel like we need to, to really hit on this before we're done with the show? Mm-hmm. Um, I think really just, I mean, the biggest thing is that they're, well, another thing that I've, I've been hearing a lot is um, noticing a lot of different behaviors in their kids. Um, a lot of regression, a lot of regressive behaviors, right? Um, my kiddo, they used to be potty trained and now they're having a lot of accidents or they're just not sleeping while they want to sleep with me every night. Um, or they're scared of, of going in the dark by themselves. They're scared of going to the bathroom by themselves, right? Just fears. Um, lots more of that. And um, I think it just all comes back to any change that we mm-hmm. have. Um, children will pause their development, right? And so um, you, can, you can label it as regression. They go backwards because that's what makes them feel comfortable. I myself this year have watched so many movies from my childhood and I've been craving foods from my childhood. And I think that's my own regression taking place. It's that comfort, right? You just want that comfort feeling. Um, And kids are the same way. They want that comfort. And so that clinginess that they're having, they just need you. You know, they know that something's up. They know that things are not quite right, no matter how much you try to make it normal and they need you. And so um, just again, kind of give yourselves grace and let some things go and just just cuddle those kiddos up when they're having a tantrum, you know, just cuddle them, give them some love, connect with them and they'll feel better. They just need to feel safe right now. Um, and it's okay. The development will come. It will come back. It's okay if they sleep with you right now. They'll, they'll be back in their own beds at some point, right? So um, just kind of just giving all of us just a little bit of lack right now. So. I like that you're bringing up this feeling safe. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it's just the kids that no. are craving that right now. I think we've got a, a lot of adults right now that are not feeling safe. Yeah. And I think this is this is a real thing for people. Mm-hmm. And when there's uncertainty, right, and people don't necessarily know, they can sometimes go to, well, am I yes. even safe? What it, We've had so much over this last year. And I think people are like, the minute they start to feel some sense of normalcy, mm-hmm then it's like, wait a minute, am I safe, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this goes back to Maslow's mm-hmm. hierarchy yep. of needs. Am yep. I even safe right now? Yep. I also love that you're bringing up about uh, kids and things are different. Things are changing. My dear friend, Justine Grams, talks about rhythm. Do you know mm-hmm. Justine? Yes, She's I, amazing. Yes. She was my ECFB parent. Oh, yeah, we love, love rhythm. Um, so anyway, Justine talked about, she talks a lot about rhythm. Mm-hmm. And she probably learned that from you or somebody <laughs> at ECFB, but... She was uh, one day just talking about what they've tried to develop instead of the, using the word routine yes. is the word rhythm. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, I can. And I actually learned this from Daisha Donner, who's the owner of Apple Blossom, and she has amazing resources on rhythm. Um, and I do teach it in ECFE. Routine is often we think of as very strict, right? Okay, we have to wake up at 730. We have to have breakfast at 745. We have to do this. And it's it's gross, right? Nobody likes that. Nobody wants to be told what to do, when to do. And you have kids. It doesn't work that way. You know, you might have a diaper blowout. You might have a... There's all these things that <laughs> happen you're like oh we're you know we can't follow the routine um so what it is you find your rhythm um and a rhythm is we often talk about breathing in and breathing out in the day and so you're going to have periods um where you're breathing in and that's going to be where you're doing things you know maybe you're playing outside you're doing some crap things like that and then you have the breathe out where you're relaxing you're having your downtime it might be nap it might be cuddling it might be reading a book um and you want to kind of make sure that your day is is even um and then but your rhythm it doesn't have to be the 
as times, but you kind of do the same thing, right? So you, you maybe always wake up in the morning and you always have breakfast. And then after breakfast, maybe you go outside and then you have lunch. It's just kind of this flow. It's more of a rhythmic flow to your day. You can have a weekly rhythm. You can have seasonal rhythms. Um, but just finding that flow, predictability is huge for kids. When they know what's coming next, you see, um, you know, more consistent behaviors. They're happier. They feel safer when they have that predictability. And that's what a rhythm creates. And we talk about that a lot with parents is how can you create a predictable environment for your kiddos um, that they know what's going to happen? I think mm-hmm. it's, and I think it works for the adults too. And for like adults, I think it's yes. really, really important. And I also love when you're talking about the predictable brain, you know, I'm into neurotransformational work. So yes. I like, I could be all about, oh, yeah, well, what's the form people? And what's, you know, I mean, there's so much around this because with this pandemic, we've never experienced anything yes. like it. So our brain is searching for, well, what do I make up about this? Right. And mm-hmm. we've never had anything like this before. So it's really confusing. And that's, I think, there we could, oh my gosh, that could be a whole nother it show, right? I mean, that, yeah. and, that, and that's what it is. And so just kind of going back again to, you know, finding things that bring you joy, finding those happy moments, letting go of this big stuff that we can't control, um, finding time to, to be with your kids and finding that positive support, reaching out if you need help. You know, there's been an increase in mental health and um, substance abuse, neglect, abuse, you know, physical abuse, all of this stuff right now. And so just finding your positive support. Who can you call right now, you know, to talk to and how can you what do you need to do to take care of yourself you know we always have to regulate ourselves first so deep breathing take a walk what have some coffee whatever you need to do and then be there to connect with your kids i love this kaylee you are so amazing if someone needed to reach out to you at ecfe mm-hmm. how would they get a hold of you yeah um so they can definitely um call or email ecfe is 218-333-3119 you can google it um it's through bemidji community ed um, my emails on the school districts um website um or you can find uh bemidji early childhood collaborative on facebook as well thank you so much i know that so many have benefited from this information today and remember do not forget to give yourself grace yes all right thank you for having me thank you so much and thanks to you for choosing to listen in please remember to live joy and share joy live joy share joy shine This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.